Hey guys, it's me, Georgia Simmons, the founder of Greedy Vegan, and welcome back to another episode of Catch-Ups in My Kitchen. This is the podcast about all things food, plant-based food, non-plant-based food, and everything in between. This podcast means so much to me and Greedy Vegan, so if you do enjoy this episode, which I think you will, please, please like, share, and subscribe. I hope you're hungry as there is a lot cooking in this conversation. This week, I'm joined by Stu, the founder of Manalife. Not only is Manalife my favorite peanut butter, but it is officially the fastest growing peanut butter brand in the UK. In this episode, I focused on Manalife's ups and downs, as as with any startup, there are plenty of those, and I think it's really important to highlight them as it shows that it isn't just plain sailing. I also speak to Stu about his 15-year-old self, where he was seriously ill with mental health. The reason why I wanted to touch on this with Stu is because going through that would have definitely provided Stu with skills, which he will be subconsciously using or have already used, such as tenacity and determination, in order to get man alive to where it is now. Lastly, Stu shares some of his favourite recipes using man alive peanut butter, which although aren't vegan, sound delicious, and I'll share the links in the notes below. Without further ado, let's meet Stu. So I'm so, so, so excited to be sat here with Stu from Man Alive. Man Alive is definitely my favourite peanut butter ever. You've smashed it. Thanks so much. Um, so to start with, I ask everyone the same quick fire questions. Mm-hmm. It's just to get everyone in there, to get to know you a bit more. Okay. It's all about food. Okay. okay, so pizza or pasta? Pizza. It's not a quick. I didn't sleep very well last night. I've just got two twins. So uh, That's fine. It can be here. slow quick No, I'll, I'll, go, I'll go faster <laughs> as we get. But okay, let's, let's do okay. it. Sweet or savoury? Uh, savoury. Juicy burger or overloaded salad? Juicy burger. Rice or noodles? Noodles. That's a quite a big one. Yeah. yeah. Cook in or eat out? Eat out. And favourite delivery? Favourite delivery? Absolutely shameful, but Nando's. <laughs> really, actually, that is quite a, that's a quite a, like typical one. Is it really? Fine? For but guys, guess, it yeah, is. Because it's like, we're quite a foodie brand. I guess like, I, I cook lots and because yeah. I'm quite foodie, but it's like, I just absolutely fucking love Nando's. Yeah, we used Nando's to have, is a good one. Yeah, we used to have team meals there all the time and it was like every, every special occasion would be a Nando's. Uh, I feel like with yeah. Nando's as well, it's not like your greasy, yeah, that's true. like, like fast food it's all yeah. you've got you know it's chicken it's not bad it's not yeah. awful yeah but it's genius because like they're using the same chicken as a lot of the restaurants that we would consider like i guess average whatever but that what is so smart about nando's is it's all in the sauce mm. and from like a commercial perspective sauce is like quite a cheap thing to make yeah. so it's like they, their base ingredients i don't know they, they, they could be trying complete rubbish and sorry not but their base ingredients i'm not sure are that good and all they need to be no but the sauce is just like out of this world so, yeah. yeah yeah and also like i think i mean they even sell their sauces now but yeah, i think yeah. that people still love the way they do it because they still yeah. end up going to nando's and yeah, getting exactly. it yeah for sure. no it is very good so 
to start with, my first question is about the man life journey. Okay. So I have read a bit about your journey on interview yeah. articles and it seemed like you had a lot of up and downs. Like it was like, <laughs> oh my God, oh no, yeah. oh my God. So talk about the journey and like the, the up and downs. Oh God, okay, quite a long one. I'm just going to try and pick the, pick the key moments. Yeah, key moments. So started with, because it's obviously start with an up, uh, had a job as an accountant, thought I didn't want to do it. So before I took it, I moved to Argentina Fell into working with a peanut butter social enterprise, developed kind of passion for peanut butter during that period, met uh, the guys who run the farm or the, the peanut estate that we source from to this day. Like absolutely fell in love with them uh, and was out there for the first time in seven years last month, which was wow. amazing. Uh, fell in love with them, saw there was a bit of an opportunity in the market in that um, peanut butter was growing, but no one was speaking about it the same way you speak about coffee, chocolate, wine, there was no mm. kind of craft provenance to it. So came home with the idea of starting what was going to be a Providence-led peanut butter brand. Uh, day, day, the first ton of peanuts arrived, our production partner pulled out. So this is the first downer. I had yeah. a ton of peanuts in my bedroom with mm. no one to make it. Yeah. So that summer, 45 friends, two little blenders and a rubber club kitchen made like 4,000 jars of peanut butter one at a time. Wow. That was, that was like a downer, I guess, to some extent. The next one, the next up was when I decided to quit uh, my job as an accountant. So um, took the job. 11 months in was just getting calls every week saying where's my life so quit that was quite exciting that is really good uh following up was when we went we our first fundraise this i'm going through all the all the the ups and downs not sure this is this was what we wanted but first then the next up was when we did our first fundraise uh we raised 150 grand in like half an hour on cedars which which was a record Uh, so that was exciting Following that, there was, I mean, it's all been ups and downs since then, but I guess the, the, the big ones were in late 2017, we got approached by Gusto, who everyone knows now, but the time yeah. people did, and they wanted 9,000 mini pots made in nine days because one of their suppliers let them down. So it took us a day to decide, uh, and then we kind of prepped everything, and in two nights, we uh, made 9,000 mini pots uh, using piping bags with 14 friends, one of whom is now my wife. Uh, <gasps> And then delivered on time. And since then, we we, we delivered to all the restaurants companies. So that was quite cool. Amazing. A really big downer. And I think we'll, we'll kind of, we'll, uh, all the ups are classic. Like uh, seeing the team grow, getting new customers, mm. etc. But the biggest downer I've had ever, probably in life, which is maybe a bit sad, uh, was, so we had our second fundraise took us a lot more time than we, we thought. So it mm-hmm. got to the point where I think I had like, Thirty thousand pounds of personal credit card debt, which is absolutely mental. Oh who, the hell would, who the hell would lend me thirty thousand pounds? Yeah. Uh, the the fundraise went went through. Like, thank God, and we kind of always, I knew it would. So that's why I put, took on the debt. And then three days later, uh, our supply chain fell apart. Like all three of our suppliers moved in the same day, and obviously that's big risk. Uh, and then my operations director or CEO, whatever you want to call her, kind of the first employee uh, decided that she wanted to leave the business because it was too much for her. So that was like, I mean, the levels of stress oh were my just God. crazy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So um, that was that was a big one. That was a big down. And then since then, we've had loads of apps, obviously. God, I think, yeah, I mean, that is a lot of up and down. Yeah, yeah, I think sure. also the fact that you started it and then mm. stopped. Mm, yeah. Why did you stop? Because we weren't making any money at all. Yeah. Uh, and I was kind of, I guess, say this like somewhat jokingly, but I was like semi-exploiting semi my friends to make peanut butter for nothing. They, they, yeah. they, 
that's not quite fair because they absolutely loved it and i made and i made really clear that like i had to do everything to make them enjoy it but like the business model wasn't right no uh and then what became clear when i went to become an accountant was that like the product was good enough yeah the demand was there one last step actually so so i think six months ago we, we we buy more data now and we are officially the fastest growing peanut butter brand in the uk not just by percentage terms which is quite obvious for yeah. small brands but also pound terms so we've added more pounds to category in the last that year, is, is really cool, cool. Yeah, yeah it's quite sick that is really cool and i mean this um peanut butter would you call it a farm peanut uh, it's an peanut, estate, so peanut estate. Yeah, yeah i mean you must have literally changed their life so this is really funny and and since we launched this has always been the case and, and i laugh with them about it so when you hear argentine farmers as like a kind of i guess posh westerner everyone's mind jumps to like poor farmers with pitchforks yeah these guys like it's a serious business the reason mm. i work with them is they've got great product and i just really love them but like mm. they're not poor farmers like they okay. they they are uh, they do well mm-hmm. so so we kind of i was there a few weeks ago and we were laughing about all these like stupid brits that think we're like yeah, <laughs> yeah. when you think oh we went to the peanuts day and you, yeah. you do naturally think of yeah. like you kind of going in helping them out and yeah. then you suddenly created this amazing business yeah. and they're like yeah well it's just changed yeah it's because when people hear that they think coffee cocoa mm. so so again to say change of lives isn't is probably a bit ott but we we just recently launched um uh rich cocoa products yes where we source that cocoa we source it from like a collective in tanzania he works maybe 800 smallholder farms when we grow that business to be or that product to be mega that will i think genuinely change lives because like these guys so so this guy he pays don't remember the exact he pays like significant premium to fair trade etc um and he and he bought yeah so that's kind of that's the detail um and these guys i mean even though he's paying significant they're still working on like two dollars three dollars a day yeah uh, so it's like it's pretty savage wow so when we go that that'll be genuinely life-changing that is quite nice as well yeah, like yeah, yeah, that will that will make yeah. you feel really really good yeah. I mean, ultimately three dollars a day is still not really good enough but no yeah. but yeah i mean anything mm. little bit mm. will help make a big difference yeah. so what obviously man life has grown mm. just crazily mm. what is the I mean, this is a big question, but what is the ultimate goal? Maybe not, maybe yeah. just for the company, but maybe for you personally mm. within the company. Like, what yeah. is the ultimate goal when it comes yeah. to man life? So it's funny. Like, it's amazing how you can start something and put a shed load of work into it without ever really like crystallizing what that is. Mm-hmm. And because the team's grown and we're getting to a stage where like it's kind of getting serious. Like, I've been spending a lot more time thinking about that. And I guess the goal is to build a big, fantastic business that is loved by everyone that consumes it and is genuinely loved by the people who work in it. So we've got this mm-hmm. kind of vision to become the UK's favorite peanut butter brand in, in the next couple of three years. And that's, mm-hmm. that goes into sustainability, it goes into taste, it goes into something called net promoter score, which is like a love rating. And mm-hmm. obviously sales is part of it. So that's the goal at the moment, I guess. Like when we get there, it'll pretty change. Yeah. But okay, yeah. I mean that's pretty. I mean, yeah. amongst my friends mm-hmm. and people who I yeah hang out with, mm. I mean, I'd say everyone knows Man Life, and really, it's definitely my favorite, their favorite yeah. brand. I mean, yeah. 
we're in my flat right yeah. now. We're in my kitchen. Yeah. Behind me yeah, is my flatmates. Man life. And I walked in. I, oh, I've been away. Yeah. Walked in. I saw it. And I just thought, that's actually, I'm going to leave it there. Because yeah. that's quite good to see Thanks it there. Um, so quality of ingredients. Obviously, yeah. you work with this peanut estate. Yeah. How important is quality of ingredients? Because clearly that is like, well, the key part of man life. Yeah. So, so it's one of the key parts. It's not like the only key part. Mm-hmm. I think... Um, three pretty three things so the quality peanut butter comes from three things it's the quality of raw material which mm-hmm. is obviously the, the, where we get it from and and the grading we give it it's the quality of the roast which is like what you do to that raw material to release to like highlight it highlights flavors and then it's the quality of the blend which is all about texture mm-hmm. um so taking one by one raw material is absolutely key uh, so we buy like the the like top the premium 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 peanut peanut uh, that you can buy. Uh, there's there's various levels and it's quite funny because when I when I first went to them to buy it, they were like, "You're making peanut butter. Why don't you just buy splits?" And splits is like offcuts, and I, and I kind of said, "No, you want the best." And yeah. ultimately, it, that's proved to be a good decision. Uh, and then we can go into the roast and blend separately, but mm-hmm. it's ultimately very important. And what's interesting is that the variables that go into the quality of that product are somewhat uncontrollable because mm-hmm. because obviously you've got like weather as a key part but um one of the things that is controllable currently is that Argentina has like the climate in, and that's quite a broad term but also the soil uh, quality that that yields like the best peanuts in the world mm-hmm. um and our estate that we work with is like one of the top estates in Argentina yeah and I guess I mean, makes complete sense why it would taste so good if you have the best quality yeah, ingredient. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And like to be clear, there are other there are other uh, people, like probably more snacking brands, that buy the same quality peanut we do. Mm-hmm. But it, but that's why the two the second two things, roast and blend, are kind of mm-hmm. the key okay. key us. And touching on roast, mm-hmm. um, I also read that your deep roast was a mistake at yeah. first. Yeah. Talk about that. Yeah. I mean, that's and quite cool. It, yeah. So it's it was a mistake, and it was also the first ever deep roast or dark roast peanut butter in the world and now there are shit like this is quite cool that is very cool but we when we were making in the rugby club kitchen uh basically like burnt burnt the peanuts and yeah. i was like pretty devastated because we didn't have any money at the time and yeah. i was like sure, we're gonna throw this out but one of my buddies tried it and was like she is actually really good so we all mm. sat around in the circle trying like oh, this is like amazing so we were like what's a good name for burnt because that's ultimately what happened yeah and we came up with deep roast, which I think is quite that good. That is really, uh, really And it's been refined since then. So it's, so to be clear, guys, it's not burnt peanuts now. <laughs> it's but, not burnt yeah. peanuts. But, that is very cool. Yeah. Okay, so changing the topic a little bit from Man Alive yeah. and a bit more about you. Yeah. So I read an article that you wrote to your younger self. Yeah, I mean, that firstly... It's quite an emotional article. Yeah, it was a quite an emotional article. And I was mm. like, wow, actually, it's quite a hard thing to do to write mm. a letter to your younger self. Yeah. But... It was a very good article, and you mentioned what well, you touched on a few things that led me to think that before man mm. life, life mm. was quite different, and mm. maybe you kind of struggled a bit when you were younger. Yeah. So, so I think that is not quite right. But basically, like I had an amazing, amazing childhood. Like incredible family. Uh, went to a really good school. Had great friends. But when I was fifteen. I became like quite seriously ill. And one of the manifestations of that uh, was uh, a few things, but one of the manifestations of it was like, there were kind of 
there were deposits in my brain which gave me like pretty serious mental health uh, things. Uh, and that was like a formative period of my life, right? Uh, and I think probably a lot of what has le- has led me to this to, I guess, be like a tenacious time comes from that. Because mm-hmm. I think like... I mean, I can't even imagine going through that with without family support. But mm. one of the things that I guess pulled me out of that was just like the it was the moment when I kind of flipped and was like, if I don't do something about this, I'm fucked. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it was pretty. I mean, we can go into like bits and bobs if you want, but it was pretty intense. So I guess linking that to yeah. what, to your life, running man yeah. life now, I mm. guess that does show that you were in a place which you had to get out of so mm. I guess when it comes to running a business yeah. you have yeah. got lots of skills that you've learned from that which yeah kind of, without realizing will probably come into play yeah for sure and I think it's very hard to keep this perspective because obviously your problems are your are your problems at the time mm. but like one of the things that I have I guess taken from it is like as tough and as shit as some things can get now mm-hmm. it's kind of all pales in comparison to yeah. that which is quite good i mean yeah we'll see we'll see how, how life goes from here on in yeah, but like yeah. that's that's kind of held true to date so yeah i guess it come, kind of gives yeah. you some kind of perspective yeah and would you say so i mean i think everyone's mm. mental health is very very mm. different so yeah. there's not like an overall yeah. rule mm. but would you say that diet or like the food that you ate or your life maybe linking to kind of lifestyle had an effect on your mental health at that stage i mean you were young but yeah um so yeah it's quite interesting so for me mental health is quite a gray area because part of it is like physiological and it's like chemicals in the brain mm-hmm. and part of it i guess kind of considered psychological and that's mm. but they but they blur massively yeah um so i think mine kicked off because of physiological just like imbalance but then yeah but then once that happens the psychological uh element like starts weaving in yeah um i think like absolutely obviously food has a massive massive role to play and i think at, at one point it's maybe getting a bit dark but at one point i had like a psychosis so like when i would eat this is so weird when i would eat i would have this feeling of like my it doesn't happen now, but they guys. But I would have this uh, this feeling of like my my flesh like shedding, so I just like stopped eating, which no obviously way. which obviously like led to shit getting way way worse. So yeah. like thinking back to it now, like obviously diet played a massive role. Yeah, but it's like a few. So diet was one, exercise is a massive one. Yeah, huge. Uh, and I almost I would almost put exercise above diet. Yeah. Unfortunately, at the time, so I knew exercise was important, so I was exercising a shitload. But also this had this eating thing, so I just I lost like a crazy Loads amount of weight. weight yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, like I think there are extremes, mm-hmm. and there's there's a big area in the middle. But like, if you're eating McDonald's every day, you're gonna feel shit. Whereas yeah. if you're eating, like, you might feel crap if you're eating like bland vegetables every day, because although it might be somewhat healthier for you, like that, I think a lot of health is about taste as well. Definitely, definitely, yeah, so, and you've got to enjoy the food as well. Yeah. And also, I feel like if you're just gonna be conscious about the health mm. part mm. you're going to end up probably binging at some point yeah, exactly. and it's probably going to have yeah, counteract sure. so what helped you at that time when you were 15 like what was like the hook that got you out uh so I'm trying to think there was all the kind of baseline stuff so like exercising uh but i think the big one was 
think my, my dad was just like, it was the moment when I realized like, if, if I wasn't going to like change my mental attitude to it, like I was fucked. So yeah. it's like, you can get as much help from outside as, as possible. And I think probably I had more help from outsiders than most would because the family's great, etc. Yeah. But it was the moment when I was like, yeah, if I did do something like, if I didn't take personal responsibility for this, then we could be in big trouble. And then I just started like, you know, eating well, uh, which I think, well, I started eating. Yeah. Uh, exercising <laughs> a lot, uh, trying to like, made like the conscious shift to like, whenever you had like the negative niggles to like, stop, turn it around. Yeah. Um, and I think also ultimately, like the chem- the chemical imbalance shifted and i think yeah. like it just like it just hit a, hit an upward curve yeah uh, which was so probably a mix of things mix of things and how As always. long how long were you like when did you uh so it was over it was over two years but what would happen is i would go super low like just like the depths mm-hmm. and then i'd i'd bounce up and there'd be a period which was bliss for me and I guess people around me. Yeah. But then I'd spike and be fucking mental. Yeah. Uh, and fortunately, those those mental periods occurred around my exams. So like okay. when you're a bit crazy, like your your mind's working at like an insane level. So really on my exams. But yeah, that kind of dip up, dip up happened with me three years. Okay. And the second dip, because of, because when you when you have the up, you think you're out of it. And the second, when the second dip, dip, dip came, it was just like... Yeah, horrible. horrific. Yeah. yeah. Would you say you put a lot of pressure on yourself? Like when you mentioned like exams and stuff. Uh, yeah, I mean, I put like a disgusting amount of pressure on myself. Again, that yeah. probably explains yeah. the success of my yeah. life. Because yeah. I guess you've got to put like a certain yeah. amount of pressure on yeah, yourself to sure. get... That can only last for so long though. When you when you get to a certain point, you've got to start you finding can... motivation elsewhere. Yeah, yeah. No, I, for sure. So again, changing the topic slightly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's quite on... deep, <laughs> <laughs> No, but it's so interesting, I guess... I wanted to pick up on that one because I think it does probably explain a lot about how my life has got to where it has mm. now because ultimately peanut butter was around for a very long, long time yeah. and yeah. you just kind of made it into a, I guess a luxury, it is a luxury product to an extent, which yeah. is a really, I mean, also a brand that like people love, like it's got such good connotations, yeah. it's fun, it's everyone can have it, it doesn't single anyone out, it's just, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's interesting because I think definitely like, there's no being around the bush. It's an expensive peanut butter. Like our view is it's it's good value because the value you're getting back is, is positive. Yeah. Uh, but that word luxury is like, I've always made a conscious effort to like stay away from that because when I, uh, when I worked in fashion, when I hear luxury, I think of like Louis Vuitton, Gucci. Yeah. But, which doesn't sit well with me because they're kind of like exclusive mm-hmm. from, from not just a price perspective, but a brand, a brand yeah. perspective. We have a probably let's be fair like an exclusive price point but from a brand perspective we always make an effort to like conscious effort to be open and one of the things mm. we found is like it's not just people share loads of money by my life quite often people with less will buy uh, own brand for the five days of the week and they'll treat themselves to my life yeah which is quite interesting yeah so when we, when i think of luxury we don't we don't we don't consider ourselves luxury we consider ourselves premium so, so okay the, yeah. so the example that i give is like we're not Louis Vuitton or Gucci. 
we're like I can't don't know the name, but you know you get those like Scandi uh, like really good rucksacks which yes. are which are expensive, but like there's yes, like yeah. really good quality. Yeah, exactly. Expensive because they're made with the right yeah exactly right ingredients. So right we're Scandi materials. bags basically. Love that. That's a good connotation. But yeah, no, that's very good. So going into plant based. Mm-hmm. Are you plant-based yourself? I'm not. And I know that might be sacrilege to sound. No, not at all. Like actually the majority of people who come on here aren't plant-based. But it's interesting to speak about the plant-based industry because Mm. I think, I mean, everyone has peanut butter, but a lot of plant-based consumers do have peanut butter. So um, yeah, it's interesting to mention. I mean, have you noticed, maybe not actually, I was going to say, have you Mm. noticed a shift or like a increase in sales generally as a result of the plant-based movement increasing yeah. so it's quite hard to like net out effects because yeah. obviously we've, we've been growing at like pretty fast for the last four years mm. um i would say like, undoubtedly it's there yeah uh probably our biggest jump came in lockdown when people were forced to spend more at home and peanut butter became like a like a proper staple yeah and we like tripled the business yeah, yeah and yeah. one of the things that's great from that is whereas other brands spiked and have kind of come back down we spiked and maintained growth because manny love's got quite good retention rate because it's quite because yeah. it tastes quite good I guess. yeah very good uh, but yeah i mean absolutely like and you see it in like where we work with recipe box companies they're doing more vegan recipes and they and they sell really well so, mm-hmm. so how i mean obviously you probably mm-hmm. cook a lot with man life if yeah. you were to recommend a recipe on here yeah what recipe would you say is really good so <laughs> it's funny so going back to like the food point I cook with Manny Life all the time, but it's mm-hmm. not like I've got like Manny Life recipes. I just kind of put it in everything. Yeah. Uh, but there is one. I'm trying to remember the exact. It's, it's on Mob Kitchen. Ben's a good friend of mine. Okay. Yeah. And it's you make it in like ten minutes, and it's basically uh, so it's spaghetti, uh, bacon, mm-hmm. and there's I can't bloody remember it. Cause, so I mean it's all the time, which is bad. I don't remember, but it's like soy sauce, Manny Life. Um, and a couple of things. I'll, I'll send you guys a link for it. And it mm. takes 10 minutes and it is like unreal. Wow. And there's another one that I don't remember the use of, but I make it kind of every six months, which is like, you roast, you roast a chicken. So I'm very yeah. aware that I'm a greedy, I'm a greedy vegan. <laughs> That's fine. And we make this like, this kind of pasty liquid. And I think it's, it's manual life, soy sauce, um, uh, like a few other herbs. And then, not in my paste, but there's a, there's a certain paste. And what you do it's gonna mix it all up and then you stuff this paste under the skin and oh, it's like wow. and it's just unreal i'll get that one for you too yeah uh but yeah ultimately i just put it in everything and kind of like yeah. freestyle i'm not a recipe chef i'm no a, i'm, I'm not either i'm like a bit of this here yeah. and there yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. definitely um so plant-based you mm. you used to say i mean we spoke earlier about it you're yeah. more like flexitarian yeah for or sure a bit of both. and probably and to be honest probably not as much as i would as i would like to be yeah. um we maybe my wife and i maybe a couple of nights a week go go veggie yeah i'm a big fan of cheese so that's, that's yeah that's, that's gonna that's what a lot yeah. of people say yeah. i mean i need to give you actually some of the cheese because yeah. we yeah, have sure. got i mean the truffle cheese is probably yeah. going down the best at the moment mm. because yeah. it's a bit niche like no one yeah. really imagine cool. plant-based truffle cheese um mm. but i get it i think mm. cheese is hard to replicate that yeah and it's just yeah it's like that bliss point right one mm. of the things i would say is that probably growing up i think when i was growing up like food wasn't quite as in quality quality food wasn't quite in the like level of consciousness it is now mm. but 
as of like five, six years ago, kind of since I met my wife, like we never buy, we eat a lot of meat, a lot of chicken, but, but it's never poor quality. Like it's, mm. it's uh, butchers, uh, organic, and we kind of, we're, we're moving towards like sourcing direct from, from farms. Uh, yeah. I live up north now, so it's been more possible there. Okay, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think that's like a certain level up because I mean, yeah, like I kind of got a bit into this uh, in the last couple of years, but there is like bad, bad quality meat is like not just bad for you, but it, I think it's pretty quite dark if mm, you go into it. So try definitely, to, yeah. definitely. I think knowing where things come from yeah. is so important. I mean, yeah. obviously it's hard sometimes, you know, if you're working busy days yeah, and you're yeah. popping into Sainsbury's and you're grabbing whatever, yeah. but yeah, where you can, yeah. I think getting good quality ingredients or, yeah yeah produce yeah and that's true for everything but i think it's particularly true for um i mean chicken's a big one but like meat in general yeah and fish as well yeah yeah one. for sure so yeah only lying cool these days guys exactly yeah, exactly pretty, pretty privileged to be able to say that i know yeah, yeah. i know and it's it's hard like yeah, i think you just don't know like a yeah. lot of the time you just don't yeah, know money it's just like blind caught fish is fucking expensive yeah exactly exactly yeah. no i completely agree so going on to protein obviously mm. man life or peanut butter mm. in general mm-hmm. is a massive source of protein for yeah. everyone especially plant-based consumers like if you add it into your breakfast or anything yeah. it's probably the main source of protein how much protein i mean this might be a very difficult question or yeah. very random question yeah. but what is the protein content of peanut butter so it's either 26 grams per 100 or 28 um and there's there's examples of like fortified peanut butter so there's there's a thing called plumpy nut which is um used in like areas affected by um malnutrition which is which is an excess of that but yeah it kind of sits between like 26 grams and 31 in general i think mm-hmm. i think i should know this but i think ours is 28.6 okay yeah so i can probably check it out in a minute um okay so yeah it's quite quite a lot and you just mentioned fortified yeah i was speaking to a nutritionist on here recently and she's speaking a lot about fortification when it comes to food so when it comes to fortified peanut butter Mm. what's what is that so again i should know this better but if you if your listeners look up a product called plumpy nut Mm -hmm. it is like incredible so it's peanut butter with uh added like vitamins i think there might be added protein as well um and it comes in a sachet and they basically they basically give it to as in people affected in like in areas of where malnutrition has really taken hold and it's like the best cure for malnutrition that has ever been invented by like a distance i think you give if you give a kid it for a month he can go from basically death's door or he or she can go from death's door to like relatively fine oh my god that's yeah, amazing yeah. that's crazy is it in yeah. the uk or is it us uh no it's it's was developed by a french guy okay i think it's now owned by it might be owned by um I can't remember, but it's, it got bought quite quite a few years ago and there was a bit of contention around that because obviously it's like a philanthropic product mm-hmm. um but yeah generally it goes to um like conflict zones or or areas where Famine's going to take that is, that is amazing. It's pretty sick. I've been trying to figure out a way that we could like link our sales to that in some way. Yeah, but, yeah. that is very cool. Yeah. And what's coming up? I mean, what you might not even be able to say, yeah. but what's coming up next for Man Life? Obviously, you've just launched yeah. the Cocoa, yeah. which is yeah. really cool. Yeah. What's, is there anything else in Pipeline. Uh So I am... I always get told off by the team for being too open, so I need to be careful. Uh, So essentially, 
uh, some really exciting new products with like the similar mindset of um, like sourcing from the best and having direct relationships with the source. Uh, some potentially exciting new customers. Can't see mm-hmm. any more than that. Okay. Um, and then one of the things, so, and basically, yeah, I went to the back to Argentina three weeks ago, and there is a lot of like mega content coming from that. Which oh, is really that's exciting. really exciting. Yeah. Uh, and then an interesting thing around recipes. Okay, that so, is exciting. Yeah, there's a few more things, but I think I, I need to sit my hands on that. That's fine. That's fine. That's enough to kind of like get us yeah, excited. Yeah. One thing I saw um, on Instagram, mm. might be a couple of months ago now, mm-hmm. which I thought was very cool, was your mm. partnership with Costa and the yeah. mini pots. Yeah. This is really good. Because yeah, I think so, it's like peanut butter on the go. And like yeah. that's... Yeah. So is it just with Costa you're doing that? or? Uh, yeah. So we're in something like 2,000 Costa cafes. It's a bit of a challenge because when they when they have it on the till, we sell a shed out of them. But often they've got it like behind the, like under the till, which uh, obviously no one knows it's there. Yeah. So if any of your listeners go into a Costa, please ask for Money Life. And when they yeah. give it to you, ask them to put it on display uh, and do a bit of a sales job and then send me a note and I'll find a way to say thank you. Yeah. Okay. That's a really good one yeah. because yeah, I've actually not been to a Costa and tried it yet. So I'm going to do that because I think that is a very cool grab your man life on yeah, the go concept sure. yeah i think they put on toast actually but they should be on the go too oh yeah um okay so my last question yeah and one i ask everyone as well is what would your last meal be Thank so God. this is starter main course and dessert i should have i should have i should have listened to a few more episodes because i prep this <laughs> um okay let's have a think can be anything yeah. it can be from any restaurant yeah. anything yeah so it would be so starter would be like the I can't remember where I had it, but like I love tomato mozzarella salad, mm-hmm. and it would be like the best one. Imagine so like best mozzarella, yeah. best tomatoes with like really good balsamic, really good olive oil, and mm-hmm. basil just like to the next level. So that yeah. that's the that's the the starter. Yeah, and then main course, and with the main course, I'd want the whole like environment to be the same. Okay. But when I was living in Argentina, I had a couple of buddies, and they're like. Uh, they call it asado which is like barbecue culture but the the asado culture is like insane and, mm-hmm. and generally the boys in the family that it's starting to be more girls but like there's like a there's like a transfer of information from the parents to the to the, to the kids on how to be like a good barbecue that's cool uh, and the best meal I've ever had was a barbecue done by one of my friends out there and we, it, was, it was on our terrace and uh, 30 people all really good friends uh and that evening was just like insane that and i kind of amazing. can't i can't even begin to explain like how good it was the food but also how like just great the experience was yeah and the environment. So yeah yeah it was sick and that's one of the things about argentina actually so so the two most consumed things are uh barbecue and mate and both of them can't be drunk alone so it all can't be consumed alone so it's better oh, that's quite yeah. cool and then dessert Um, dessert I think so again like the the version and I can't remember how to either but the version of like the the chocolate volcano you know the one yes so it's like a goo pudding but like leveled up times leveled, 10 leveled yeah uh, and that 
I mean, that is... That's, that's a pretty yeah, good meal. Yeah, but that's off the cuff. I think if I was given another week to think about it, I'd probably come back no, to No, but that's beer. pretty good. Yeah. I think I love it where in different cultures... Mm. I mean, food in general is very mm. social. It's a social yeah. event. But yeah. I think places like Argentina, I've never been, but that yeah. just sounds... You can't beat it. Yeah, it's quite... It's really sick. Yeah, that's really cool. Well... Thank you so much. We, talk, we touched on lots of different things yeah. here, but I think it's so interesting to get to know a bit more about you, mm. a bit more about how you have made such an amazing peanut butter brand and just about, yeah, plant-based in general. It was really interesting. So thank you so much. No worries. It's a and pleasure to be here and I'll come yeah, back anytime. <laughs> definitely. And yeah, if anyone hasn't tried Man Alive, I mean, you're seriously living under a rock yeah. <laughs> and go and get some right now. Perfect. But thanks so much. Thanks, mate. Have a good one. Thank you guys so, so much for listening and I really hope you enjoyed hearing from Stu and his journey to Man Alive. I think we all need to keep an eye on this brand as it seems to be going from strength to strength. As Stu mentioned, if you do go into a Costa and get your hands on a little pot of Man Alive, make sure they're at the front and if they're not, let Stu know and he'll find a way of rewarding you. Thanks again for listening and see you again next week. (laughs) 